Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. Well, welcome everybody. We have got a tremendous show for you. We've got a very, very special guest, Roxy Dar, one of Hollywood's rising performers. At a very early age, Roxy co-starred in various Broadway shows after her mom realized her vivacious energy and love for the stage. That's kind of, I think, where a lot of us started. Uh putting on plays and, and our parents realizing that, that there's something about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom said there's something not quite right about him. Anyway, uh, after getting her break on television as a young girl on The Young and the Restless, oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, she went on to film, star in, and produce her own film with legendary entertainment and Gerald Del Toro at the YouTube Space Los Angeles Roxy's currently writing a new album as well as writing and co-producing the soundtrack for the role of Wendy in Peter Pan's Magical World of Neverland. Her singer-songwriter talents are highlighted in her latest album. We've got some other things that we haven't shared with you. I'm very excited to welcome to the show Roxy Dar. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, it's our honor and our pleasure. That is absolutely the truth. We're right. so glad that you were here. Um, there's some things that uh, we mentioned in your bio that uh, that there's some other little hidden secrets because there's some people that you're working with that we know that our our audience knows and loves sure. very much. So I can't wait to get to that. But before we do that, the one question that we always start off with is this. Roxy, how did your journey with Disney begin? Oh, my journey with Disney. I love this question. Well, I I started when I was very little uh, in doing musical theater and a lot of fun projects. As we just mentioned, my mom thought I was a crazy one, too. So she put me on stage to get out all my extra energy. (laughs) So uh, I first fell in love with Disney. I remember the very first time I went to Disneyland I was about seven years old and it was a really good age to be there because I feel like my parents wanted to take me to where I can remember things and, and have an experience to, um, always, you know, have fun with and, and remember rather than taking me super early. So I remember seeing all the Disney princesses and just being fascinated by them, just like all the little girls are now. And then sure enough, um, to tie it in with the theater thing is like everywhere I go, they'd always say that I sounded like a Disney princess when I'd sing at my auditions. Mm -hmm. So somehow they'd always give me like part of your world or something from Beauty and the Beast. It was, it was always a Disney piece, always a Disney princess piece. So I started to connect with the women and the ladies and the girls, um, of these movies more and more. So I just became more and more fascinated with them and sort of the power that they hold as these female leading ladies in these films. Right. So yeah, that's pretty much where the obsession and the fascination began. And, and more and more people t- started telling me that I sounded a lot like people like Jody Benson and, and Paige O'Hara and Leah Salonga. So I just was like, I, you know, 
not only do I love the movies and what they represent, but I sort of feel like I'm in every movie and, mm -hmm. and I have this sort of princess thing about me that people really like. So yeah, that's pretty much how the journey began and, and how I've consistently been that girl. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if anybody goes out to your YouTube page and watches right. just one of your videos, yeah. they're going to get that that amazing magic that you have because uh, I've watched a few of them and it's crazy because whatever princess you're portraying when you sing, mm. I shut my eyes and it's that princess. Right. So you, you oh. kind of get that. And even when you're speaking, it's like, oh yeah, she's totally a Disney princess. And you're, <laughs> you're so talented at that. So that's why it's great to, 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 to know that you're not just, because we have talked to other people yeah. in the business who was like, yeah, well, you know, I got a call. Uh, to go to Disney, I never really went, but you know, I had this opportunity and I played this role, and we're like, "Well, that's disappointing." Right. Um, but with you, it's not. It's not like that. You grew up with it, and it's it's ingrained in, and just like all of us, it's ingrained in who we were growing up. Right. Totally. Exactly. So this was the big thing that we wanted to get to. Tell us about. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Uh, tell us about Peter Pan's magical world of Neverland. Yay! Okay. So Peter Pan's Magical World of Neverland is this amazing charity project that we are doing uh, with our producer-director, James Presley, and it's starring Margaret Carey. Oh, uh, I'm so starstruck yeah. by Margaret Carey. Yeah. <laughs> We've interviewed her a couple times, and yeah. every time it's just, it's, I, I can't even put it in a word. Transformational is, is not yeah. the word, but it's the word, you know? Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I, it, I think that really sums her up. Just a, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, she will be, well, obviously everyone knows her as the original Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. She will be narrating our animation. Oh, wow. And she will also be playing one of the voices of the mermaid. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so the project is really in, uh, it's a charity project, and it's for the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And it's an animation. So once it comes out, it's going to be available on DVD and also for digital download. Nice. Nice. And the monies will go all toward funding for uh, the Great Ormond Street Hospital, where J.M. Barry, uh, writer of Peter Pan, granted his rights to Peter Pan. And that's wow. how we're able to use it. Wow. So I am also doing the voice of Wendy Darling. So I will be uh, in the in the animation and then I'll also be directing co-directing the live adaptation of the animation that we're doing wow. in December in Las Vegas uh, oh, which wow. we've already been the theater for so that's awesome yeah remarkable project right <clears throat> so how did you get involved with uh, this project well, uh, the director, the producer, James, had been following me as well, uh, just throughout, you know, Facebook and different different sites that I'm on. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to be Wendy Darling in this. Wow. And I said, absolutely. I said, you know, what's it for? And I got more information about it. And once I heard that it was for the Children's Hospital, I was just really excited to be a part of that because I feel like Disney uh, in general, all these stories and the fairy tales have this sort of magic that children really relate to. And I think it's even more important when you're in a hospital or when you're, you know, with right. sick and, and you're going through something that's really major in your life. And I thought, wow, what a creative thing to do this for these kids. Not only will they get to see this animation, yeah. but they'll also 
you know, get, get to feel that magic from a project that we're putting together. And by the way, it's an indie project, so it has nothing to do with Disney. It's a completely independent project, but nonetheless, it has that magical story of Peter Pan. Sure. It's got Margaret. So it's got Margaret. I mean, the magic's all there. There's not much more than that. You can't go wrong. (laughs) It's got a legendary Disney, uh, gal in there so we're good <laughs> so even though it's not necessarily a disney project when you when you are asked to portray wendy darling and there's such a especially for disney fans you know that's that's an iconic character yeah you know how do you go about or what was the thought process behind okay now i have to not only uh voice this amazing character now you know you have to do the live adaptation you said on stage yeah so what's the process for you does that traditional character play into it or are you just making it completely your own how does that work uh, from an actress standpoint sure yeah no that's a wonderful question because it really was a process uh for me i had to write two original songs for the animation so one's called a shining star and the other one is called don't want to grow up and I sort of thought about Wendy from the very start of her portraying this story to her brothers about Peter Pan and sitting by the windowsill and sort of just waiting for Peter to come, uh, not necessarily rescue her, but to go on an adventure with. Right. And right. so uh, songs kept coming to me because as a songwriter, you go through a process, too, where you're just thinking of uh, sort of how to how to tell a story in a short amount of time. Um, and I. I ended up writing five songs uh, total. So two of them will be used in the animation uh, and the other three will be on a, uh, on a CD that I'm releasing alongside the animation. Um, And they're really, really pretty songs. And I, I, they chronicle sort of Wendy's lifetime from a very, from starting from a very little girl to after Peter leaves her, I think she moves on with her life. And so those five songs sort of uh, go through her journey. Um, and that's going to be released soon this year. Uh, once we get everything going with the soundtrack for the animation. Very nice. Wow. So, yeah, it's a really fun thing because you're right. She is a very iconic uh, character mm-hmm. and, and I, I feel like I relate to her like a lot actually because I, through YouTube and, and the fans that I have and everyone that watches me, I sort of am a storyteller as well, especially with children. And I know that that's Wendy's job too. She entertains her brothers, you know, she, she puts them to bed by telling them stories and then she tells the Lost Boys stories on uh, in Neverland. So it's, uh, there are a lot of parallels there to draw. That's why I was so excited to play her. It's like, she's perfect, perfect. Right. <laughs> Right. And who wants to grow up as a Disney fan, right? Nobody. Nobody wants to. And why should we? We don't need to grow up. There's no need. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. I agree. So tell us about this other project, Being Alone in Walt Disney World. Yes. So Walt Disney World, we um, I was with a... Uh, a subsidiary of Disney who did a lot of projects for YouTube. And I submitted my idea for, uh, this princess power, uh, sort of, uh, you know, how I talked about how I love the princesses and how each one of them hold like this special mm-hmm. place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And they each hold this power, uh, where they can change the world. So I pitched this sketch to them, this script, and they, uh, sent us over to Walt Disney world 
And I actually got to spend an entire day there shooting, uh, an entire day there shooting um, two two projects. One was the Princess Project, and the other one was all all alone in Walt Disney World. So we had the park entirely to ourselves and we're able to go on all the different rides and sort of bring this script to life based off what we had on paper. So you can see that on YouTube. Um, there's one that's called princess power and the other one's called all alone in Walt Disney world. And I'll tell you, I've had dreams before this and they just, I mean, they came to life when I got there. Right. And, and right. if you can only imagine, it was my very first time in Walt Disney World too. So just being there all alone was just like, I don't, I mean, I can die now basically is <laughs> right. what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to experience a once in a lifetime thing and I don't know, I just, there's nothing like it. It was just really like a dream. And so I made it like a dream sequence too, if you check it out and get a chance to see it because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I'm assuming this had to be like either early in the morning or late at night, right? Because I don't think... Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That yeah. was um, early, very early in the morning yeah. and I, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was around these time. Yeah, it was like in January, if I okay. remember correctly. It was right. close to freezing. It was just so cold. And I was wearing yeah. like this little princess dress and right. very, very cold. Right. So, so yeah. did they let you ride anything too after you were done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I went and uh, Snow White was there. They had a couple characters out there in okay. case we wanted to use them. So right. Snow White was there and I had a nice chat with her. And then, um, and then I rode Dumbo. That was really cool like nobody on dumbo was amazing <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. so um yeah we i definitely did a couple of the rides uh i was trying to get as much footage as i could for the actual you know uh commercial spot but um we, we went through every section magic kingdom and just sort of like ran across everywhere we possibly could to get enough footage and then be able to cut it all into one one right. segment right nice yeah there were plenty of days that I wish I was the only person in the park. <laughs> right? It's a dream come true. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, when you're there, when the lines are there and everything, yeah. there's a magic to that, too, sure. I suppose. You know? <laughs> uh, not really. Not <laughs> One of these days when I have, like, uh, Michael Jackson money and uh, Michael Jackson oh, yeah. power. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't wait Shut to be around Shut the park you. down for the yeah. day. I'm, I'm coming in. Don't forget your old buddy, John, over sure. here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that was the uh, being alone in Walt Disney World, and you mentioned the the Princess Power commercial. Uh, there's the Disney's doing this whole. Um, it's not Princess Power. It's uh, Dream big. say that again. Dream big princess. That's yeah. it. Are these two things connected in any way, or do you think that you kind of launched the idea for Disney? I, you know, I can't quite say. I can definitely tell you that I shot it b before this whole thing. Um, so I can't really say if it was launched from there, but I definitely can see that we were both inspired by this mm -hmm. sort of power that they all hold. And, and it's, it's something that's very subtle about them because when you first think about princesses, you're always like, Oh, they just want to be rescued. And they, mm -hmm. you know, there's sort of the damsel in distress up in a tower somewhere looking beautiful. And, but no, if you really, as an adult, watch the movies and, and go back through them, you'll see that they hold very, very special, uh, things about them that, that, make the movie what it is and, and that character who they are, right. um, very well written. And I feel as though 
uh, you know, as we progress to these movies, these women and female characters get stronger and stronger, if you notice, with like Moana and Elsa mm. and just uh, a lot more strong themes of female empowerment, which I think is so awesome. Right. So I think it's right. just gone hand in hand, that idea of being a powerful uh, female princess character. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about uh, your D23 experience. I'm assuming oh. this was at the expo. <laughs> it was, yes. This yeah. was at uh, the Anaheim Convention Center. Right. And right. that was super fun. That's all up on YouTube as well. My whole performance should be there. It's just cut up in different pieces. Um, okay. I did okay. a lot of the the princess songs. Right. And I right. incorporated some of my own songs in there too, but there, it was amazing. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been to D23, but it's crazy. Yes. Have you guys been? Yes. It's nuts. Yeah. It's Wh nuts. Which expo yeah. did you do? The last one or the one before? The, uh, it was the one before that. I think it was in 2015. Okay. Yeah. 2015. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, but it was insane because, again, I had never been to this before. So it was just packed to the brim. And I had a nice size stage. So there was like a big, huge audience just right. um, listening. And then my voice would sort of just spread throughout the convention center. I don't know oh, wow. what I was hooked up to. But. Wow. Right. So uh, where was your stage? Uh, was it in like that open area where they have the stores? I think so. I mean, yeah. it's so big. I can't even really remember. Yeah. I was just like escorted there and then I got to see some of the stuff like the exhibitions they had yeah. out and about. And then I left. So yeah. I don't really know exactly where it was, yeah. but it was in the middle of everything that was going on. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. for those of uh, for those of our listeners who haven't seen in the YouTube videos, what specifically what were you doing at at there just just there to perform or was there something yeah. specific you were doing? Yeah, so I was there to perform, and then ironically, like every time I would sing, let's say, like I saw, uh, I sang uh, the uh, Anna's song from from Frozen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For, first time in forever, and all of a sudden, like you know, because everyone's dressed up, all of a sudden right. the characters would start to creep out of like you know the woodworks, and they would like come up on stage with me, right. and it was so cool. It's like every character possible. Like I remember singing, I won't say I'm in love, mm. uh, Meg's song, and Hercules showed up with Megra, and then like a little like huh. the peg kisses that they had right. in their hand wow. it was so cute so i just i would bring them up on stage and then sort of sing with them and interact with them and it was really cool it was yeah. very cool i loved it um i hope to be able to do it again maybe this year we'll see yeah they're saying there's a typically well, from what i heard from what i know there's about seventy thousand people per day uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that, pretty insane. That's a lot of humanity in one building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's once every what three years, I think. Every no, two every, years. Yeah. Every, yeah, every two years. Yeah. So I think they like build up the hype like that, sure. and then so then people are like, oh, I got to go this year, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very good. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll go this year because I. I want to be able to kind of experience it more rather than just perform because I know there's a lot, you know, a lot of ground to cover. So yeah, really cool. So stepping yeah. out of Disney for just a couple of minutes, and we'll get we'll get back to Disney because there's still more. Can you believe this, kids? There's, <laughs> there's still more. I mean, we've talked to a lot of people who were involved. You are amazingly involved in the Disney community. Uh, tell me about uh, when I saw it. Said you did various Broadway shows. Can you can you what shows have you done? Uh, what roles have you played? Because, you know, there's a lot of Broadway fans that are Disney fans. I'm one of them. 
So where might I have seen you? So I started very young. I started when I was seven years old and I was Kathy Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. Wow. And, um, you know, my love started really, really young because like I said, my mom was just like, I don't know what to do with this girl. She has way too much energy. So I did a lot of acting and singing and dancing classes and tried to work on being a triple threat as much as I could. Um, and I auditioned everywhere and just sort of, um, many things. I mean, I've done, um, uh, once upon a mattress. I did Androcles and the lion. I've done guys and dolls, just different ones throughout, uh, my childhood that, um, that really built my stamina for different projects and, um, acting, singing and dancing sort of stuff. So to this day, I continue to audition for stuff like that, but I'm primarily focusing right now on, um, animation stuff and, um, producing my own album at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, if if you can make it on your own, doing your own thing, yeah, it's always better. Uh, yes, exactly. And and it, I like to sort of the songs that I write are very in the realm of um, they're not princess songs per se, but they're inspired by that whole like princess power thing. So I'm really excited to release this album. I think um, I think people will like it. I hope they will. But I think that it comes from a really uh, magical place so we'll see how people react to it i'm very excited for it uh the other reason the other non-disney thing that i wanted to ask about because and i'll be honest with you uh this this might come as a shock but my uncle my uncle who is a he's a very successful insurance salesman from Mm -hmm. the little town that i grew up in in ohio had one rule Mm -hmm. And that rule is, no matter what he was doing, he was home every day to watch The Young and the Restless. Wow. <laughs> so I saw on your IMDb that you, you were in a few episodes of The Young and the Restless. So now I get to yeah. tell my uncle that I, I met <laughs> the, uh, the waitress from the, the various episodes that you were on. You're, you're, you've got, you, you were Eve. You're a waitress. I don't know what the GCAC is, but you, <laughs> you, you've got many titles here. Uh, what's it like being on the set of a of a soap opera? It's very interesting. It's actually very like close knit. It's a very family like uh, environment. Everyone knows each other. You know, it's not like I mean, it's everlasting. So it's not really like a movie where they just shoot for a couple months or a couple weeks even and it's over and you say goodbye and you go on to a new family it's very close-knit so I I loved going to set because you knew everybody Uh, you knew the cast you knew the crew you knew everyone and it was just very I don't want to say laid back because it was still work but it was a fun type of work it was a fun set to be on um and yeah I mean I was still I was pretty much a teenager at the time so it was like um, there are lots of boys on set. Of course, it's um, it's a uh, soap opera, so they got some good-looking people on there. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking so about. <laughs> it was always fun going on set. Let's just put it that way. Fair enough. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I was pretty much uh, different. Different, like you said, the waitress. I was in the GCAC. I was a barista. But pretty soon there was a thread going online about who's Roxy the barista. So that's pretty much <laughs> nickname I got. <laughs> by nice. that time for an hour. Well, I got to thank um, you because my, 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 uh, 
my love with for my uncle is going to go skyrocketing when he hears this episode. He's going to be so excited that I got to talk. Yay! To the <laughs> That's like my Grams too. My Grams love oh, Young and the Restless. Well, yeah, didn't back in the day. I mean, come on. I was a General Hospital fan. Sorry. Were you? Yeah. Were you? Yeah. I uh, I watched I watched Luke uh, and Laura. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Uh, I was I had some girlfriends who were into it, but. Uh, we had a drinking party in college when they got married. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Hey, tell us about uh, Disney Hall and what you did at uh, the Walt Disney Hall. Sure. So that was a really crazy experience. I, I'd never performed at Walt Disney Hall before, and um, I'm involved with a group uh, for the Los Angeles uh, Lawyers Philharmonic. They're amazing. Um, they're wait, this wait. Big you group. said Los Angeles Lawyers Philharmonic? Yes. Uh, Los uh, Angeles Lawyers Philharmonic. So is that an orchestra uh, made of lawyers? That's correct. Lawyers, law school students, uh, law clerks, legal assistants, paralegals, judges. Um, Amazing, amazing group of people. Um, And um, I got hooked up with them because I I just graduated law school. So I was in law school when I first started with them. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're amazing. They're an amazing bunch of people, uh, very talented. And so I was chosen to sing uh, somewhere from from West Side Story with them at Walt Disney Hall. Hmm. And I was there with uh, Tony McGuire, who uh, I'm sorry, Michael McGuire, who um, he he was on Les Mis. He won an award, I think, back in like 1986 or something for for Les Mis. He's a, a Tony Award winner. Wow! And he did the role of Tony in this medley that we did, and I did the Maria song uh, somewhere. So it was really beautiful. Uh, that venue is just spectacular. I don't know if you guys have been there before, but it's no, just such a pretty setup. It's a bucket list um, item for me. Yeah. And we had uh, Ed Asner there as our legendary honorary um, guest there. He won an award there with us. Mm. And I got to sit on his lap and take a picture with him. He's so fun. I've, I've been to lunch with him before through a mutual friend. And I'll tell you, there's nobody funnier than him. I, mean, yeah. I couldn't even like eat my lunch the whole time because he was just cracking jokes at every, every, <laughs> every yeah, bit I of the imagine. conversation. He seems like a very cool person. He does not seem like Carl. (laughs) He is amazing. So he was there. And uh, yeah, so I did that at Walton Hall. And then I most recently sang um, the song Belle Hmm. from Beauty and the Beast as Belle um, at the Wilshire Ebell Theater. And that was really cool because that's actually one I've never done on my YouTube channel. And I've always wanted to collaborate with someone on that. But you know how many voices you'd need for that. Just a couple Um, just a whole town, basically. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, just a just few. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was amazing to be able to do that with them. And that's on my YouTube channel now, too. But again, really, really talented people in that orchestra. Um, I can't say enough about them. Wow. I actually have a show with their big band coming up in oh, February. I would like to see that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tra- classically trained percussionist, but I, made a living, but I made a living playing drums. You know, that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I did that in Atlanta for decades. Uh, I'll I'll say this one funny thing. 
So please forgive me. Don't tell your lawyer friends. And if you do, <laughs> tell them my name is Tony Casanova. <laughs> but I can just imagine one of those trumpet or trombone player, lawyer, musicians. Somebody comes in, he reads the will, and the guy says, oh, man, I didn't get the inheritance that I thought I would get. And then the, the lawyer reaches over and pulls out his trombone. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Okay. Sorry. Uh, at this point, I'm... Yeah, <laughs> charge you double for the trombone. Yeah. Uh, hey, the one project that I did want to ask about before we got out of here was this legendary entertainment, uh, Guerrero del Toro YouTube Space Los Angeles project thing. Tell me about that because that's that's some pretty big doings. Guerrero is not a uh, he's he's an awesome dude. Tell me about this project. He is. He's amazing. So this project uh, was a essentially like a competition, and we I sent in a script that was called the Wish Box, and uh, I co-wrote and then produced executive produced this project. I was one of the ones picked to shoot on Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak set, which is a. Uh, uh, gothic romance. Uh, it's just a beautiful set. I don't know if you guys have seen Crimson Peak. It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to see it, see that. But uh, Legendary and Guillermo del Toro, uh, they partnered up to choose these couple of scripts that they wanted shot on this set. So mine was one of them. And it was beautiful. Uh, we did a song in there called My Darling. Uh, it's very lullaby-ish. It's very just very pretty and princess-like as well. I wanted it to have that sort of gothic romance feel um, because it was, you know, supposed to be a horror uh, script. And since my audience is not really horror per se, <laughs> if you like the villains, maybe. But um, but so I wanted it to sort of have that have that romantic sweet. Uh, side to it. So if you watch it, I'm not going to give it away, but if you watch it on my YouTube, um, it's, it has that feel to it and it very much matches the, um, the crimson seat, the crimson peak set. So we were able to shoot it there. And, uh, like I said, it was an amazing, fun project to do. And, uh, definitely will never forget that we had really great costumes. Um, and we also had, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Tay Zunday is. He, he did Chocolate Rain. Do Chocolate you guys remember that? Rain. Yes. <laughs> I totally know that guy. Love him. Yeah, so he's in it. Um, he plays the narrator slash sort of storyteller of the whole project. But you got to spot him because you won't see him just right off the bat. You'll hear him, and then I guess you'll see him because then you'll put two and two together. Mm -hmm. um, but but he, uh, in short, he's wearing a lot of makeup, so you can't really tell until he starts speaking. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great project, and I was so happy to have been a part of that Uh and I hope to be able to shoot again in there. And if you actually watch it, you'll see Guillermo's uh, painting that's up in one of our one of our shots. You can see we panned his painting, and then there's a lot of legendary like signs within the set that you'll see. It's very cool. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I spend a ton of time on YouTube and, and kind of lurk in the YouTube community. And I want to say, uh, was this like two years ago? Yes, roughly, roughly two or three years ago, yeah. Because uh, I remember seeing this, and I remember, I think I remember watching that, and uh, I remember really digging it. So awesome. Because, so you know, cool. when, you, when we were talking before we started recording, and you mentioned it, and I was like, whoa, I remember that. What? 
you know, so so I went and I went. And took, I took a sneaky peek uh, on a YouTube while while we were chatting here, and I was like, I remember seeing that. So uh, that in and of itself would be something to go watch. Uh, your YouTube channel is off the chains, awesome. Yeah. So you should definitely go check that out. Even if you're even if you're you're not interested in anything but Disney, totally worth it to go check that out, my friends. I double dog dare you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank right. you guys. And and definitely if you guys get a chance, check me out on Facebook and Instagram and what else is there? Twitter. That's just like I have to catch up with one every single day. It's like That's insane. Sad. But I, I'm very active on Facebook. I love Facebook. I feel like it's the, like the most I feel like it's the easiest one to use for so some is that reason. All at Roxy Dar. Yep. Everything will be under R O X Y D A R R. Yep. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, website or anything else? To- yeah. So my website is uh, www.roxydar.com. And then <clears throat> I really want you guys to check out my album when it comes out. I'm so excited. Um, that project that I was telling you guys about, uh, Peter Pan's Magical World of Neverland right. with Margaret Carey, one of the songs that I've written is inspired by her and her role as the fairy. And uh, I think you guys will really like it. I'm so like excited to put it out there. And I, I'm really excited for her to hear it too i'm nervous but i want her to hear it so bad so that's going to be on the album as well and uh like i said it's all going to be going toward uh gosh the great ormond street hospital and um it'll be the chronicles of wendy so you'll get to see wendy darling from a very young age to all grown up right and where will people be able to get the album roxy We'll be able to uh, download it on iTunes, and then you okay. can stream it on Spotify. Okay. Um, and then right now, if you go to YouTube, you can check out A Shining Star. And I also uh, premiered Don't Want to Grow Up at the Indie Disney Meet, where I was uh, one of their performers there on oh, stage. Yeah. I, I saw some of that. Yeah. I think I saw some of that live. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of great people there. I, I was the uh, one performer singing, uh, musical performer right. there. And I did like a almost an hour and a half set. Those kids were rock stars. They <laughs> yeah, they came yeah. up to the stage. They were singing along. Uh, they were dancing along. And we did a lot of princess songs. And then, like I said, I sang my original song, Don't Want to Grow Up, from yeah. Peter Pan's Magical World of Neverland. And that's actually on YouTube. I'm singing it to them for the very first time. Wow. Uh, and they they raised forty three thousand dollars that day for for wow uh, give kids the world village which is conveniently over there in Florida right by down, you guys right down the street sort yep. of uh, yeah. when this project comes out uh, please let us know when you have some availability because I know it'll probably be crazy when that comes out but we would like to try to to feature you get a get an interview about the project and mm-hmm. and try to promote it as close as we can during all that time so we can kind of get our get the numbers up for you uh oh, and let us know how we can help would you do oh, that for thank us? you so much would you be willing to come back and talk to us again oh yeah absolutely i would love to that would yeah. be so much fun and maybe we could get uh, margaret to pop in too that would be so awesome you guys yeah, that'd be cool thank you. I'm always up for talking with Margaret. That's right. Uh, so, Roxy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to chat with us and to share your story, which is is an incredible story. Uh, you're you're busy doing a ton of things. We wish you nothing but the best 
and uh, we hope that everything that you do is successful, which you're already well on your way. Uh, and guys, I'm telling you, RoxyDar.com, and then check her out all over social media. She She's a beautiful young lady uh, on the outside, but she's even more beautiful on the inside. And we are so grateful that you came on the show. Thank you guys so much. Tony and John, you guys rock. Thank you very, very much for having me. And uh, I hope I get to meet you guys someday soon. Absolutely. And guys, as always, if we don't see you online, we will see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you.